gospel because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes. One thing, I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to explain it to time. All I know, time is a valuable thing. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. Watch it count down to the end of the day. The clock takes life away. It's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch the time go right out. Welcome to another Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, joined by our newest edition and co-host, Nick No. It is a big day. Uh, you know, we have a lot to cover here in today's episode. I really want to dive into a few rabbit holes with Nick a little bit later in the show. But first, we have some big stories that we're going to want to cover, uh, starting in Tehran with Iran... Uh, basically, there's a major attack that took place on U.S. forces over the weekend. Three troops killed and 25 uh, hurt or injured in Jordan. And I want to talk about where the response is going to come from and what it will look like, because you already have Senator Lindsey Graham and others uh, calling for an all-out war with Iran as we speak. This is all over the highly contested uh, Persian Gulf trade corridor. And we're going to talk about why, what the strategy may be behind this. I think there's more than it to, or more to it than meets the eye. We're also going to talk about how it all is coinciding with one of the largest ever NATO exercises, uh, which is rehearsing an, a Russian attack on Europe coming up here. Yep. So it's all, the convergence of timelines is happening as we speak. Plus, we're going to get into some other stories. I want to talk about what happened with Trump and this case that just got ruled on over the weekend uh specifically on friday this ejean carell just uh basically got awarded 80 plus million dollars by a judge who's got a bit of a conflict of interest if you will we'll talk about that in a number of other stories but before we do that i want to say well welcome to our, our co-host nick nick no are you there yes i'm here craig Good to have you back, brother. How how was your uh, how was your weekend? It was wonderful. Much needed rest and uh got a lot of family time and uh it was really such a nice weekend. I couldn't agree. The weather here was great. It was a nice weekend up here in the front range, so uh we were very blessed with that even though we got another blizzard coming in next weekend, but we have a lot to cover here, Nick. A lot happened over this weekend and you know when they have stories that break on Friday, they really don't want you to talk about them. We're also going to talk about uh, football, Nick. I know you love football a lot, so we're going to talk about the Taylor Swift psyop. I think that's important to. <laughs> yeah, well, we got to go there, right? Uh, her and her yeah. double jab boyfriend, uh, what they're going to be doing in the 2024 election cycle coming up here, and how it's all being astroturfed so clearly right in front of our eyes. We're going to get into that and a whole lot more, though. But first, I want to thank everybody out there listening, whether you're listening live on 1360 AM here in the Front Range from Colorado into Wyoming and over to Nebraska, or you're listening at 1360KHNC.com, or you're listening to the live stream on YouTube or Rumble, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. 
we want to thank you and make sure you leave a like share and subscribe uh, to the channel wherever you're watching that way it helps boost the algorithms and get this content out further and wider we really appreciate when you do that and if you want to contribute the number is always open you can text 877-536-1360 or you can leave your thoughts in the comments below or leave uh leave your thoughts in the live chat as the stream is going we appreciate it we read it and we'll let you know uh what we think about it here on air so nick you know i wanted to start today in the first hour with this uh, attack that took place over the weekend because i think that uh you know it's kind of confirming what my suspicion has been for a while now which is that they really do want a war so that they can take certain um let's say advantage of a situation where they can maybe postpone the election i don't know but i want to talk about this you have three troops killed in jordan have you heard about this over the weekend nick this is news to me so essentially what happened over the weekend was uh there was a deadly attack on u.s troops in jordan by what they call quote iranian proxy forces unquote and this took place on sunday it was a drone attack on a base near the border with Syria, which killed three soldiers and wounded several dozen more. Uh, there were reports the number of wounded troops between 25 and 34, and these are U.S. troops. So this is a pretty big attack. Uh, not the biggest, but it is definitely something that has caught a lot of people's attention. In a statement, Biden told uh, the press that it was Iran proxy groups behind the whole thing. And he also said that they're gathering facts on the attack. And But they know it was carried out by radical Iran-backed militant groups operating in Syria and Iraq. So I've heard some interesting uh, takes on what all this means. But essentially what you're having is this escalation of provocation across the Middle East and they're trying to push us into war as if that weren't enough. We have Lindsey Graham uh, going out and just uh, putting a tweet out. It looks like where he said, just hit Iran now and hit them hard, which is what he always does. Nick, what's your what's your read on and I'll tell you mine after. But what's your read on this escalation of tension? And, and you know, they want to escalate the use of force rapidly in the Middle East right now, specifically with Iran. We know it's been a part of their plan for a very long time to take out Iran. And what's the broader strategy here, in your opinion, for, for this whole quagmire that we find ourselves in? Well, let's not forget that the leaders of Iran were installed by the United States government. There is an Iranian coup that was led by Kermit Roosevelt, a uh, CIA agent at the time, and he demonstrated that they can... Uh, foment a revolution with only $1 million, he was able to do this. And uh, they, they used the media to make it seem like more people were participating in the coup than anybody, than, than really were, which led to more people joining and then the, the rest is history. So keep in mind that the people that were installed there as of currently um, go all the way back to that time when the United States made them assets. So uh, before that, the Safari Club had been created by Iran, which was uh, a group of Middle Eastern countries that helped 
uh, create a, a, a parallel CIA because they were afraid that Jimmy Carter was going to um, remove the CIA. So that has been a rogue faction operating with the CIA for a long time. It's very likely the Coots Force, who has basically um, really entrenched themselves into Iraq, um, are related to the CIA. They're both uh, equally uh, used by each other for whatever purposes they need. Um, so when they vaguely say that it's a, a uh, Iranian-backed group that they they uh, created, it means that they're basically their version of the CIA uh, got some people within that country to become assets and then turn them into agents for that country, which could, is so vague when they say it like that. It could they could be complete nonsense and they could be not even related. Uh, to Iran at all. So they're going to put the blame on Iran, and it's not even necessarily true. This reminds me of when we had John McCain and Lindsey Graham telling us how we have to arm the moderate Syrian rebels, right, which mostly turned out to be ISIS. And they kept telling us over and over again that if we didn't support them, then bad things would happen here. And in the same way, I feel like they've been kind of drilling it in us over and over again that we have to support whatever conflict comes out of this uh, you know provocation and when I look at it somebody was pointing out I, I was watching an analyst talk about this and they were pointing out something I thought was interesting which was that if you look at the Persian Gulf and the the you know way that Iran has been so disruptive to the shipping that's been traveling through that corridor and how this has been one of the primary um, reasons for this conflict escalation, that one thing that, that the analyst pointed out was, uh, interestingly enough, that China gets a majority of its oil and gas through this corridor. And the destabilizing it could be seen as an attack on China's infrastructural integrity because they can't get that oil, which they need. It's just food for thought, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more when we come back. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Mama told me. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein. Tune in to Swamp Fight Wednesday at 5 p.m. when I'll be joined by the MyPillow guy himself, Mike Lindell. That's Wednesday at 5 p.m. right here on AM 1360.
Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. Uh, we're going to be diving a little bit deeper in what's happening in the Middle East as we speak. You know, it's one of those things that I've kind of had my eye on, Nick, because obviously I have a, a theory that this is where the conflict will most likely arise that will be used as the predicate or excuse for further election interference here in the United States. You know, we talk about the Emergency War Powers Act and what the executive can do in those times of extreme uncertainty. And depending on what the truth is that we really aren't able to see, which is, you know, we talk about continuity of government, devolution, that kind of thing here all the time. But outwardly, it would seem that if these people who have seemingly seized power in this country through what I've called a hostile coup that took place back in 2020, the outright usurpation of power from the American people into the uh, halls of Congress and the bureaucrats that were unelected in their, uh, you know, puppet masters. I feel like this is what they're going to do, Nick. And you can tell me if I'm, if I'm close or if I'm way off, I feel like what they'll do is with an attack, like what we just saw, uh, something in the realm of a golf and golf of Tonkin type, uh, scenario, false flag, which this might be, it might not be, as you said, these are very ambiguous terms they use when they say Arish, uh, or Iran proxy forces, right? That they will do something like this, have an attack, kill some troops, sell it to the American people as we must intervene. And then the intervention just turns into exactly what we saw with Iraqi freedom and operation. Um, what was the, what was the Afghani one? I forget. Uh, but that, that's what I see, and that they will use that then to come back to the American people and say, okay, well, as the, the, uh, as the dispute continues to spiral out of control and, and other larger forces get involved, like the Russians and uh, NATO and the U.S., then they will say, we're at war, we can't have elections anymore. It, it, that's my take on what could possibly happen. What's your, what are your thoughts on, on a scenario like that, Nick? And am I getting it wrong, or is it fairly close to what could happen well yeah um as you were you were saying a false flag is coming due there's no way that they can allow an election so they're trying to create one down at the border they're trying to create one overseas they're doing their best and they really need to get one overseas to get the american troops over there that way uh, they're away from protecting the homeland and off on goose chases that they're that they're creating so I want to bring up a point that there was a, a Marine general not even too long ago that did a war games exercise with a suicide speedboats. He basically was tasked with pretending to be Iran and what their assets were at the time, which wasn't too long ago, against our sophisticated uh, battleships and everything. And using just speedboats with uh, suicide speedboats, they were able to defeat the United States in the exercise, just completely crushed them with a low budget. Uh, you don't need all this really expensive stuff. So uh, what I'm getting at is that um, although they might not seem like they have a lot to offer by way of military force, um, they do make do with what they have, and they would be able to be a formidable opponent, but uh, at least in that for a short period of time. Um, but, you know, I, I really think that they're going to step this up and probably use uh, the Quds Force. It's the Iranian Special Forces, if they do use them at all, 
um, which was previously led by Sayamani, and they would do covert ops and use funding and cash that the Biden administration would give them and the Obama one. Uh, and that's how they got back in business and were able to do some things. Um, that's why Trump, as soon as he was able to, he killed Sayamani because he's done with the nonsense. He knows what the game is, and he just completely took out their main leader. So that probably made them a little disorganized for some time, but uh, I'm sure that they reorganized by now and um, they might be able to carry out some stuff. I believe it. And, you know, Soleimani's, that that whole scenario as it played out was an amazing thing to watch in real time. Trump basically cutting the head off the snake when it comes to those, as you say, could forces in Iran and there. What they would do is, you know, they felt like they they were untouchable, at least Soleimani did, and he ended up not being that. But this all comes, Nick, on the heels of a NATO exercise, which is being called the largest ever. It's going to be rehearsing a Russian attack on Europe. This massive NATO uh, military exercise is going to be running all the way through the end of May, and it's being kicked off uh as we speak, it's called Exercise Steadfast Defender 24. It's the largest NATO exercise since the Cold War. They're going to have 90,000 troops from 31, from every one of the 31 member states of NATO. And, uh, Nick, when I look at this and I, I compare it to what's happening in, uh, you know, with Iran and Iraq and Syria, you know, you start to see a pattern emerge that, I think we're already in World War Three. What do you think? That, I mean, because when they have these exercises, right? These are exercises, and you, I'm using air quotes, because what they're really doing is they're sending a message to our adversaries that we are ready for war. What else could you interpret it as, right? I think you're muted, Nick. Yeah, I think it's all a smoke, though, really. You know, because uh, NATO, yeah, we've got capabilities to protect from invasion and and things like that. Uh, Russia would never do that. They have everything they need. They have all the natural resources that they need. They have all the elements, uh, rare earth elements that they need. They have uh, they have no need to expand past where they are. It's simply uh, a saber rattling to try and pretend to uh, escalate things you know this this is ridiculous you know that they're that they're doing this and um it's just not going to happen there's no logical way reason for them to do anything like that they don't have to um you know they're already going to defeat the united states financially russia may not be looking for a fight but it seems as though the western hegemony the hegemonic regime that's been controlling the West as we talk about the uh, banking cartels, which we've done kind of historical dives on who they are, uh, for, for lack of a better term, we'll call globalists. They seem to want war. I mean, I just uh, Putin was just quoted over the weekend uh, in an article I read as saying that uh, basically condemning Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum in, in the hardest possible terms, and, and I don't forget the exact, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something to the effect of, you know, he will be destroyed. So if that's who the enemy is to Russia, and we look at the United States and how deeply it's been infiltrated and taken over by these bad actors, uh, if you at least believe what it seems to be uh, or what it appears to be outwardly, then 
would it not stand to reason that this is a provocation by the United States and NATO against Russia, almost like a preemptive provocation because they want they want war, right? That's right. That's they're continuing with their policy, and this goes all the way back to the turn of the century, whenever the first uh, taxation was set up, and uh, the bankers set up, uh, you know, very, very high level taxes for all the people, and then they never removed them. That was not cool. But uh, they also set up foundations that are tax exempt. They, they created a whole new set of laws for themselves, where they don't have to pay taxes. And they uh, used these foundations, the Carnegie Foundation, the Ford Foundation, to uh, do some philanthropy uh, forward-facing to the people. Uh, However, they have a directive uh, that is usually uh, given by the White House through the State Department. And then their policies are administered through these foundations, which is probably why the Clintons haven't had uh, any doors kicked in yet that we've seen. I guess they grabbed some files, but... Uh, they haven't been arrested, but because these foundations are sh- are sanctioned oftentimes by the United States government, and their agenda is a communist one world one world government or globalism uh, foundation. So, like these people are very wealthy, and they're they believe that they should inherit the earth, and we should be basically their slaves, uh, and they're going to do that with technocracy right now. Yeah, they're building it, and they're going to install it right over us. Uh, like an artificial uh, prison, uh, you know, almost synthetic prison that we'll be living in voluntarily. I watched the uh, commercial over the weekend for the the new Apple iComputer iMac headset thing. I don't even know what it's called, but they're basically goggles that allow you to see reality mixed with a computer interface, which is what they ultimately want. And I think that's the the plan, right? I think right now they're working on perfecting the technology that will be nest that will essentially we will voluntarily submit to and, and enslave ourselves with, right? And and these are the same people who are doing that. So maybe they're just buying time. Maybe they need a war to basically thin the herd and get rid of those who stand outside of their uh, control matrix, uh, perhaps. You know, because if we go to war, Nick. It's not going to be – I don't see the people winning the war being those uh, purple-haired, you know, people who can't figure out what gender they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's ridiculous for them to even pretend like they would they'd be normal – warfare as we know it. The technology is so advanced now that, um, you know, they don't even need – if there was a real war that started between Russia or one of those powers, China, uh, with the United States, they have the ability to strike the United States at any time from anywhere on the planet and vice versa. And we can't stop all of the the, the strikes that they would do. And then there would be a nuclear exchange escalation to that. And uh, that's one of the reasons that they've never really fully engaged with one another and they do proxy wars because if they did, then it would just be a nuclear holocaust. You know, these guys, um, if a real war would mean, you know, certain death for all of Europe and north of, basically the northern hemisphere would be completely destroyed, uh, at least. I think that's why they, they fear Donald Trump mostly is because he is not in that club where, you know, I think when he took over in 2016, from what I saw with his foreign diplomacy, 
he said, look, if we're going to, if you want to pull us into war, we're going to go to all out war and it's going to be devastating and, and you don't want that. So that's why we saw peace break out. And then Joe Biden gets in. And like you said, it's back to the proxy wars. And that's what we're seeing unfold across uh, all of the, uh, you know, war domains in, in war theaters here across the world, including the Middle East and what we're seeing in uh, Eastern Europe. And what we're seeing in China and the South China Sea with uh, Korea just coming out in, in a crazy story. Now, Korea has uh, U.S. officials, which take out with a grain of salt, right, believe North Korea will soon launch a limited attack on South Korea. This is uh, starting last July. U.S. Navy nuclear armed submarines made port calls in South Korea, which hasn't happened since 1981, Nick. So I think this might be the black swan that nobody sees coming here is that we're all focused on Iran. We're all focused on the Ukraine. We're all focused on Israel. Yet there is still an active war that is going on in North Korea and South Korea, right at that 38th parallel uh, that could escalate at any time. And this would be, I believe, something that, you know, China would love more than anything else because if you get war on that, uh, on that specific front, it will take a lot of pressure off them with Taiwan, and it may open the door for them to make a move on Taiwan. What do you think? I would say yes under normal circumstances. Uh, however, someone recently pointed out to me that I know, and he's a really smart guy, that uh, China's in really bad financial straits right now. They're really really uh, trying to prop everything up. Their unemployment rate is through the roof with their youth, uh, which is a bad indicator. Their entire real estate market has been completely fabricated through uh, fake ghost cities and uh, investors and so on. And by the way, some U.S. politicians were caught up in those. Um, so they're not in perfect straits, but check this out. They just, they're switching over to the gold standard. They've been accumulating gold for some time. That's what BRICS is going to be due. Uh, it's they've been accumulating gold and silver to have sound money. They're going to put, they're pulling out of the fiat U.S. dollar system. So it might look like on paper that China's not doing good, and, but uh, uh, so that they would not pull out of the bond market, which could cause a financial collapse in the United States if they sold off all their bonds. But they won't do that because it would mean their collapse too, because they're so closely tied to us and they're they're running on fumes. They're going to wait until their money system is completely set up and they completely detach and decouple from uh, fiat currency, and then they would do something like that. It's interesting to look at. I think uh, there's other stuff we're going to get into when we come back, Nick. I have a few other stories I want to cover, plus I know you had some other stuff that you wanted to share. So we're going to get back to it, folks. Uh, some big news stories to cover that are outside of what we just covered. Although, Nick, I would argue that, that what's going on with these different uh, theaters of war that we're seeing evolve, that, that's going to be important that nobody's paying attention to. We're all wrapped up in our domestic, you know, election year politics and everything. We're just, I don't know. I think we need to pay attention to what's happening around us. Stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. 
This is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I want to take a second to tell you about my friends over at thefreedompeople.org. You guys haven't tried them. You need to give them a call today. All you have to do is go to thefreedompeople.org and set up your call. And what can they help you do? Well, through legal and lawful processes, they'll help you reduce exposure to the tax man or other bureaucratic bodies. They can help you do things like set up express trusts, which help manage your business assets and affairs effectively and privately by helping you gain greater control of you and your family family's future. It can also help you do things like set up private membership associations, which help you restructure your business in a way that allows you to run it exactly how you want. If you believe your children should be able to receive their inheritance without paying an arm and leg in taxes and that taxes are unjust, the government ceases to represent the interests of its people. I want you to take a second today to go to the T-H-E, freedompeople.org and schedule your call. Let them know I sent you. But more importantly, help make sure that your future is protected and that your business and your family are protected. Hi folks, Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-YREFI-24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-YREFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you. Sucker punch somebody on the sidewalk Carjacking old lady at a red light Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store You think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Stomp on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think it's tough Well, try that in a small town Welcome back to Justin Forum Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No, Nick, you know, we talked about what's going on in Iran, this uh, attack in Jordan, killing all these U.S. troops. They're going to be selling it hard in the media and the fake news that we got to go to war. Uh, we talked a little bit about the escalation down on the Korean Peninsula and uh, everything that's happening up in Ukraine is still ongoing. I mean, there's still war, but... You know, I like how you mentioned, Nick, you know, the fifth generational war that we're facing. And I think about that sometimes in how the war that that we see through social media and other things is so far removed from where we were not even a decade ago, as far as war goes, with the advent of things like uh, drone uh, weaponry. And how you can, you know, in real time watch a war take place. And, and it just, it feels so much like we're connected, yet we're so disconnected from it. We've been desensitized as a culture. And I look at what's happening all around us, Nick, and I have to wonder, you know, maybe that isn't the Black Swan event down in North Korea. Maybe the Black Swan event is coming with some sort of international economic reset, as was described in the World Economic Forum's latest meeting they talk about um, cryptography 
and how there's a quantum black swan coming. And I want to play that clip in just a minute. Or actually, Nick, do you mind if I just play that clip and then and then we'll talk about it? I think you're muted, Nick. I apologize. Sure, I'm, yeah, absolutely. All right, let me play this clip because, you know, we can, I, I'm trying to look at the full you know, full picture here. And I want to, I want to make sure that we don't miss anything. And this was just at the world economic forum this year. They talk about this quantum black swan event, which this could be, in my opinion, the catalyst for whatever global war they have planned. Uh, let's, let's hear what they had to say. This is a, a meeting with Joel Massat, Jack Hittery, uh, Brad Stone and Paula assists. And they're talking about this uh, quantum black swan event at the World Economic Forum in Davos. And remember, what they say at these meetings, folks, we should all be paying very close attention to because usually they will tell you what they're going to do in advance of them doing it here. Let's listen. Thank you for an amazing panel. Um, Moritz Bayer-Lenz, partner with Lightspeed Venture Partners. Jack, if I understood you correctly, you said that we might have initial commercially viable quantum computers as early as 29 uh, yeah. But at the same time, you said that governments will need seven years from today to transition to quantum-proof. You did the math. System. You exactly did the yeah, math. So, yes. I mean, <laughs> the session is titled Black Swan, which has a connotation of kind of like probability or chance, but it sounds like we're actually guaranteed screwed. Yeah, this is exactly, it's a very, very good point and well put. Uh, this is a situation that you see a train wreck happening right in front of you. We know the speed of the train, roughly, it's getting faster, that I can tell you. And we know that it's going to hit a wall. And that wall is called the entire global econ economy. <laughs> and uh, our economy, the reason why it's a hundred plus trillion dollar a year economy globally is because one of the key drivers of that is cryptography. I know people often don't talk about in economic classes, but hopefully they will soon at Etaach and other places. Without cryptography, we would not be able to do e-commerce. We couldn't do the SWIFT system. We couldn't have banking. We'd have to fly to Seattle, say hello to Jeff Bezos, and say, here's my credit card. Actually, now he moved to Miami, so now we have to go to Miami. <laughs> but um, the point is that we can do this over the Internet, over the open Internet, because of cryptography, because of this public key cryptography. This is what we must now replace with a better system. And as you pointed out, it does take governments and banks and others seven, eight, nine years to do this. Here's the upside. AI that we've been talking about already is transforming hacking. Ransomware that we all know about already is a major problem in the last few years. We are predicting 5x the ransomware this year compared to the last few years. Why is that? Because hackers know about GPT. They can make spear phishing emails much better now than before. And so when you look at your cryptographic status as a bank, as a government, as a telco, yes, you're future-proofing yourself for quantum, but you're also helping yourself today for attacks against ransomware, right? And so this is a dual positive that's happening right now in the cybersecurity world. Cryptography was never really looked at that carefully. People looked at firewalls. People looked at malware, viruses, worms. You heard a lot about that. But now it's time to look at cryptography as a core part of cybersecurity, both for today's attacks, ransomware, AI-driven ransomware, and for the attack that is literally guaranteed to come. Oh, did you hear that? The attack that's literally guaranteed to come. Nick, I, I mean, th this is what they've essentially figured out with quantum computing, is that the standard cryptography that our normal you know, zero, one binary code systems have developed is 
ultimately going to be made obsolete by the advent of quantum computing. And they're saying and predicting here at the World Economic Forum that, you know, commercial grade quantum computers will be available within the next seven to eight, maybe nine years. And they're saying that that's going to coincide with a black swan event. And uh, the, the person who's asking the question basically said, well, you know, you've given this timeline for this switch to commercial quantum computing, and then you're giving us a, a, an idea of what this black swan event is. So they're probably going to be, you know, intersectional, like they're going to be a part of one another. And I think that, you know, if they're saying they're going to be bringing out quantum commercial uh, or commercial quantum computing here in the next seven years, it means it's it's already being used behind the scenes and has been probably for a long time which means most cryptography has probably been obsolete. Most standard cryptography has probably been obsolete for, I don't know, maybe a decade or more. And that, that this is how thinly held our, our international uh, system of commerce is and how fragile it is. And, you know, you pointed out earlier, Nick, that China's economy is so dependent on U.S. economic, our, our economies are so intertwined. And that could be said for the whole world economy, you know, outside of, you know, very specific examples like North Korea, where all of our economies are so interconnected at this point that I I feel like there's going to be some sort of massive black swan event. I mean, we all know there will be. I just trying to figure out what that is, Nick. What do you think of the World Economic Forum's take on this quantum black swan? Yeah, it, well... It, let's start out with the basics. So all of our computers that we have in the United States that use Microsoft and their Intel and all those other chips, um, there is a backdoor on all of them. And, and it's, there's, there's a little backdoor to an operating system uh, that runs in the background. It's pretty basic, but you can still do a lot of things with it. Um, and uh, all of the ports can be used uh, in all the computers, even your HDMI, to to hack into your computer. There's all kinds of interesting things that can happen. So with the encryption that they're talking about um, for the quantum encryption, it's it's imp- uh, you'd need quantum resistant encryption. Normally, it would take like 300 years or something like that just to crack an AES, um, you know, uh, encrypted uh, message, but you know, now with a quantum computer, um, it will be much, much faster. Uh, you know, and when that, uh, what they're saying is that the computer systems are not updated and protected with, with uh, these new encryptions. But I know for a fact that it's been offered to the banks and the banks have done nothing. And I know it's been offered to our infrastructure people and they've done nothing. I know it's, we have quantum-resistant encryption already that exists today that can uh, would basically be just like having AES, but that kind of resistance to quantum computing, which can decrypt messages in the first place. Um, and, uh, you know, you got well, – I'll tell you more in a sec. Yeah, everybody stay tuned. I really want to crack this one um, because I, I, I'm halfway in on it being, you know, a possibility or – 
I want to ask and talk about when we come back, is this is this just Y2K again? You know, this, this artificial scare of, oh, quantum. But like you said, all we need is quantum encryption and then problem solved. So I, I'm not sure if this is going to be what they say it is. But again, they project what they're going to do and they tell you in advance. Uh, so you always got to be paying attention. Everybody stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs, from rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet. Our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deaf Blind Potter, and his over 15 million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM 1360. Welcome back to Just Forum Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with our co-host, Nick No. We're diving deep into some uh, interesting things. You got cut off by the break, Nick. We're talking about quantum computing. We're talking about this quantum possible black swan that's being discussed at the World Economic Forum. And uh, you were going into kind of some, some interesting information, Nick. I want you to pick up where you left off and just uh, finish your thought on that. Sure. Um, I want to bring up how your phones and, and everything like that also have a backdoor in it. You know, let's say you're using Signal or something like that. You're making phone calls. They're encrypted. Uh, that doesn't matter because what they can do is uh, get into your phone and listen to the conversation anyway, um, you know, as it happens in real time. So uh, it might be end-to-end encrypted. But uh, And what this guy specifically said, and I'm going to bring it up, he said that they keep their keys outside the two – Uh, uh, encryption keys outside the two people engaging in comms. So what that means, for example, WhatsApp. When you're writing or calling with WhatsApp, they have, you have the encryption keys to decrypt the messages, and then they do, the person you're writing to. But WhatsApp also keeps the keys for you to, the, the decryption key separate from those two people interacting. So if someone can hack into WhatsApp and then get the key to decrypt the entire string of messages between you and that other person. Uh, Signal doesn't do that, but WhatsApp does. They keep it separate so that they could give it to the government and no one would know that they're, that are communicating that sort of stuff, um, which is uh, really foolish because, as we just talked about, those keys can be uh, grabbed 
Um, and I want to put, tell you about something else that also supports how our Congress people are stopping and inhibiting the ability for us to protect ourselves. They've stopped the infrastructure from having that. They've stopped banking from having that um, that capability. And you got the CHIPS Act that just got passed not too long ago. The people who crafted that had planned on making sure if anybody had the companies involved, any ties to China, if you had any banking, any money tied up with China, any business with China or our enemies, and you cannot be a part of the CHIPS Act creating new chips that our government uses so that they don't have any tainted pieces inside that have repeaters or anything like that sending signals back to China. Um, and at the last second, Mitch McConnell, of all people, killed the deal and made it so it became a subsidy for the large Intel and all those other people who still have ties to China and, com and competing interests with the United States. Um, and he completely um, pulled one over on the United States at the last second. He ruined it. I vaguely remember off the top of my head, because, you know, you, you do a great job of jarring my memory. The um, There was a piece, I believe it was in Motherboard back in, I want to say around 2018, 2019, describing how exactly what you just said is true for Chinese manufactured electronics, how they had these um, almost undetectable backdoor type facilitating um, mechanisms in all of our electronics that they were shipping over and that exactly what you described is what we had worked to, to remove. And like you said, you know, good old Mitch McConnell, uh, the trader Rhino and his wife, Elaine Chow, who I think Trump's even come out and said, you know, been very favorable to the Chinese for who knows what reason, right? Um, that they are killing these, the, these protections. Now, do you think that has more to do with our interdependence on China as a whole, meaning that if we try to, let's say, start securing our infrastructure against China, then China will start doing the same thing and it could escalate into another Cold War. Not that it's not already there, but that all of these deals with China to try to appease them are just mainly about trying not to, to escalate this, this trade war that Trump started with them back in 16, uh, which is why everybody lost their minds, why Hunter. I think that's part of the reason why all the information about Hunter came out and, and everything else. I think China basically uh, had the goods, has had the goods for a long time. They pulled all that out once uh, Trump started doing his tariff war, and that's what really shook up the establishment, which is, which is in my opinion, in part why they hate Trump, because all that blackmail and all that control that, that China has been exerting on our government through, you know, elite capture, as they like to say, and, and other things was essentially, you know, tore asunder by Trump's promise to sanction and tariff China and do all these, these things. Um, that, that may be why you see politicians, you know, dragging their feet on trying to eliminate this, infiltration this this obviously this this uh technology that seeks to steal information and send it back to china i mean what, what are your thoughts is that way too out there no and, and they can make the excuse that diplomatically they can't they, oh, oh we're too tight at the hip we can't do it it'll make china upset that's nonsense let me tell you why because it goes as far as the betrayal at the top with the cia 
with their, I've talked about this before, where they say, oh, it's counterintelligence. So we're going to do some stuff that's a betrayal to the United States because it's secretly something to help. Yeah, right. Okay, guys. Yeah, they're so full of it. It's always to serve themselves. So they, the CIA actually made a kill drone with China. And their excuse to help them make a kill drone was because then we'll know what they have because we helped them make it. Are you kidding me? See, this is their mentality. This is how they present it. But really, it's a means to the end for the globalism that they want to exert on us. And it's it's little bits and pieces they chip away. And that was one of the examples. I mean, it makes sense to a degree. It's better the enemy you know than the one you don't, right? That kind of thing. Uh, keep your friends close, your enemies closer. I mean, I, I don't I don't think that that should be... Uh, summarily dismissed however like you said i think it's it's reached such a a point so far beyond that that to anybody looking at this from any perspective other than you know some dc insider you're saying these people are corrupt these people are are it's elite capture blackmail you know complicity corruption whatever you want to call it uh, a number of all of those things combined probably and it is a pretty disastrous strategy. But then again, Nick, isn't the, the, you know, when you read The Art of War, a lot of war is all about deception. So it really is something that always fascinates me to think of how much we are being allowed to see versus what is most likely happening behind closed doors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, there's so many layers of complexity that well, it's kind I of think, hard to unravel. I think about it this way. Like, when I look at how weak and pathetic and, and demoralized our military looks outwardly to the world, you know, they put these mentally ill men in dresses up at high-ranking officer positions and put them on TV and then talk about wokeness and diversity. It's something that's always simmering in the back of my head, Nick, is... Uh, from the art of war, it's when you are when you are strong, appear weak, and when you are weak, appear strong. And I feel like we're at a point now where we appear very weak, and perhaps Trump put us in a position where we are actually very strong. In fact, I don't know. Just a thought. We'll tackle that and much more when we come back. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick No. We'll be back after the radio or after the commercial of the radio. Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom. You are listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343.
Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with our uh, other host, Nick No. Now, Nick, I really want to kind of let you have a chance to respond to what we just talked about before the break. Obviously, you know, I'm just throwing things out there. <laughs> it's it's interesting to me, and, and we're going to get into some other big stories here because we got other stuff in the news to cover, but... And I know you had a few things you want to bring, but any thoughts on where we kind of left it before the break? Sure. Uh, The guy mentioned uh, ransomware from the World Economic Forum. So um, I think what he is referring to is our entire infrastructure could be hijacked and um, with uh, ransomware and turn off the power for the entire country and and then redoing that infrastructure with computers and things like that would take some time. Um, with just turning off the power uh, for two weeks, uh, no refrigerators would be working, all of the food would spoil. Um, essentially, the society would start to break down within about, I don't know, by the third week is whenever it would really start to get bad where people, uh, you know, the shipping would not be happening, uh, the coordinated, uh, you know, truckers shipping all over the United States would not work. All that other stuff, the grocery stores would become empty, the shelves would, and uh, nothing could be refrigerated. And of course, you can't cook anything. So it would eventually um, be, as that Obama movie showed, uh, the enemy or target country would eventually start destroying themselves for just trying to survive, which is what he's kind of referring to. Um, And uh, so I want to bring up that an encryption part we were talking about with the keys being available through the encryption and the government wants this and this is where it's converging the biggest issue the government wants a back door for warrants uh, to serve warrants or spying or whatever with each encryption they always want a back door and that's been the achilles heel they can't give that up because the people in charge want a full top-down control with digital and everything so they know and control everything. But what's butting up against that is, as they said, quantum computing. So if the government wants to keep that back door for themselves, it's also there for our enemies. And so they've got to make the decision to say, okay, I guess we probably shouldn't be spying on Americans without a warrant anyway or violating their, their constitutional rights in the first place. Maybe we should just not have back doors. We should not have the encryption keys set aside that someone could access. Um, that's one of the biggest issues. They won't give up control. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a very reasonable take on what is happening, and it's fair, it follows a fairly logical line of reasoning. Um, if that's the goal, then I think we're already essentially headed there anyway, if not already at that point, right? Yeah, and it's by their design. They've had many opportunities to secure our infrastructure and uh, – duplicate, uh, you know, make sure that there's two ways to get it going, have different ways uh, to keep it up and, and rolling if there was an attack. But they have, uh, there's been groups that spend lots of money in Washington to prevent that from happening. And as I pointed out before, Israel has a, a controller that's within our infrastructure system that uh, it could be accessed. I mean, obviously, like I said, there's always a back door built in. But they are a major controller for our infrastructure. Just putting that out there. Well, that's something that we should all be paying attention to. Yet, I doubt most people will uh, take the time to go look at. We had somebody text in. I want to say thanks to everybody who texts. It texts into the show. You can call or text 
877-536-1360. But here's what they say. Amazing Polly did a dig on the German Quant family. I guess they have something to do with quantum technology. Uh, and they talk about how slave labor and the Nazi party based quant family wealth. Quant family wealth. Please remember the U.S. countries or counties are contracting with U.K.-based Dark Trace for election and other critical infrastructure cybersecurity. The U.N., W.F., NATO, W.H.O. are becoming national security threats to the U.S. USA. Well, we'll talk about that and more when we come back. Stay tuned. 9-11, the Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Amazon and iRobot, maker of the Roomba vacuum, have decided to scrap their merger because they believe there's no path to getting approval from regulators in the European Union. David Sapolsky, Amazon's senior vice president and general counsel, says the outcome will deny customers faster innovation and more competitive prices. Crude oil futures jumped after the attack that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan, but oil prices are little change this morning. SoFi technology shares are jumping up nearly 15% after the online bank made a profit in the recent quarter. It provides everything from mortgages to student loans. Philips shares down 8%. It is halting CPAP machine sales in the U.S. as part of a settlement with the Department of Justice. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Kosolda. Invested in you. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hello, friend. I'm Jeremy Sladen, the head coach and founder of the Warrior Mind, Body, and Soul Experience, or Warrior MBS for short. There's a good chance that you're looking to level up with some needed improvements in your physical, mental, or spiritual life, or maybe you need a complete reset in all three. Either way, there has never been a better time for you to make this move, and here's why. Because the world needs you badly right now. Our culture is in full-scale attack mode on what it even means to be a man. Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. 
Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men. Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com. Hi, folks. Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you can invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back go to investyrefi.com that's invest the letter y r-e-f-y.com or call 888-YREFI-24 you can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25 percent just call 888-YREFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them joe sent you the views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. Nick is joining us, and uh, I want to go into some other rabbit holes, but this is hour two of the Just Form Talk Radio show, so thank you to everybody who's stuck around this far. We have a lot more, and if you're just joining us, we've spent most of the morning talking so far about different points of escalation for the global conflict, which is continuing to, to spiral out of control we touched on what happened in Jordan with the attack on U.S. troops there, which is now starting to inflame the Middle Eastern war machine even further. We talked about stories coming out suggesting North Korea may be launching, launching a limited attack on South Korea, which take it all with a grain of salt because they've been telling us that's coming forever. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen, just it's something we've kept our eye on. And then we talked about quantum uh, computing and the the obsolescence that is surely coming for standard cryptography and i know some people out there may have heard those words and thought wow i I have no idea what you're talking about well we tried to explain as best we could simply put standard uh means of encrypting information will become obsolete in the upcoming uh you know years and that could lead to a very disastrous uh, scenario, or it could not. It's really 50-50. Uh, Nick did a good job explaining that all in the first hour. Now, now, Nick, we're getting into the real nitty-gritty here in hour two. And I, I, where do you want to start, brother? I think we could either start with – I'm trying to figure out which is more culturally significant, what's happening with Trump in this 
E. Jean Corral lady, this crazy woman, or if uh, the Taylor Swift psyop is uh, of, of more cultural significance. What, which one do you think ranks higher in that uh, order? Well, I don't know if you if you look at it from the psychological aspect of controlling our minds through propaganda that's been authorized, reauthorized to the Smith-Mund Act, uh, using Taylor Swift as a paid um, part of that is uh, the mention of that is pretty pretty funny. It's not just Taylor Swift. This has been going on for a long time. And they thought we would follow the stars, you know, and that's what you see in like half the action movies. They've got military members in it. It's because the military pays those companies and those directors that they put money into the films to make sure that they get their quote unquote propaganda in the films to get recruiter recruitments and or to make their power look superior to our adversaries. So you're saying the Taylor Swift thing's probably a, a little bit more present. Yeah, I agree. Uh, especially since what we saw happen not too long ago at a a psychological operations research firm, which was from the Pentagon pitching to NATO's military PSYOP center, uh, the idea of turning Taylor Swift into an asset for the Western military alliance to stop disinformation on the internet. Let me play this clip, Nick, for context, and uh, then we'll, we'll talk about it. So the first one, that's the most famous um, and the most um, most common, is working with famous people um, or main influencers to share uh, information or a particular message. So I include Taylor Swift in here because... Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Excuse the language, but you, you got the point there. Uh, that was somebody commenting on it, but you heard before that essentially the fact that they're going to be turning people like Taylor Swift into assets. And if anybody watched any of last night's football games, especially the one where she is being, you know, po- blasted all over and being put forth as this, you know, um, cultural icon and figure who's obviously got the attention and influence over millions and millions of specifically young girls and effeminate men or boys across this nation. Um, what do you think the danger really is overall here? Because I have in front of me a report that I think is rather important. And it talks about how there's a new poll that just came out, Nick, and I want to share this with you. Okay. A new poll has found that nearly a fifth of voters. Yes. A fifth 20% will likely back whichever candidate is endorsed by Taylor Swift. Now, take these polls with a grain of salt, obviously. However, I've been talking about this for a while now. Myself, I'm not the only one who's been talking about it, but I do think they're running some sort of uh, operation with Taylor Swift, not to mention the fact that, you know, I think she is one of the if not the now new high priestess in the satanic cult that is Hollywood and the music industry. I think uh, she may have been the person who's taken the reins away from, uh, you know, the, the older generation like Madonna and those people, because 
Nick, it's not just that they influence people. It's not like the, not just that they're you know this whole you know relationship with this NFL player is being astroturfed into the American psyche and uh, being created as a, as a way to exploit the the unassuming masses. But when you look at the content which she produces, and you look at the imagery and symbolism which she uses within her music and at her concerts and describing herself as a witch and performing, you know, seances in front of thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. Uh, I really think that there's a much darker thread to all of this than just the ha ha ha, they're going to use her to win the election. But I do think that those both seem to uh, line up there. What are your thoughts, just generally speaking on, on that, which is there any direction you think that we could take it or is it just, it is what it is? Well, she'd be a perfect candidate for them to use uh, for psychological operations. As you're talking about, she has satanic symbology all through her music videos now and uh, in her performances. And, uh, of course, that's done on purpose. And I'd like for everyone to uh, check out Zena LeVay. She was Anton LeVay's wife, uh, who looks pretty much identical to Taylor Swift. That could be a coincidence. I do want to point out that, um, I mean, they really look identical. If you probably overlaid them, they're probably be like a 95, 96% match. So I think that's strange. Um, and, and, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, she destroys the family, the nuclear family. That's the whole, the whole point of her. She's never had a stable relationship and that's where her inspiration comes out in her music, but, uh, teaching young women that, uh, to live like that and have an unstable uh, life uh, and uh, interpersonal relationships is not good for society. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that the cultural destructive, the culturally destructive element, which she brings to society at large is very uh, easily observed. And one of the things that I can see already, right. They are, you know, we talked about following the stars and how they depend on our uh, in, inability to see the manipulation from people who we have treated as icons or idols like they do with these pop stars and everything. But when we come back, I want to bring up the fact that there is uh, a new angle to all of this, which is deep fakes and Taylor Swift pornography, which is being brought up now and it's going to be changing I think the way that uh, we all see the internet, or at least they want us to basically change the internet to keep this from happening. We'll talk about it much more when we come back. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Just Inform Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. We'll be back after the break. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258, My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. 
Hi, folks. This is Pastor Bruce Miller with the Foothills Baptist Church family. Join us Sunday afternoons from 3 to 4 for the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour. That's Sunday afternoons, 3 to 4, here on 1360 AM. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick No, And we're talking about Taylor Swift now for not because we want to, but seemingly because it's going to be something we can't avoid talking about, especially as we get further and close, further down the road, closer to the election in 2024. But it seems as though not only have they been talking about using Taylor Swift, this, this cultural icon, one of the biggest stars in the world who... Uh, we've talked about just uh, in the last segment was and is involved in some pretty dark, demonic, satanic, witchcraft, uh, you know, force forces, if you will, that not only are they going to be using her as a way to, you know, influence younger generations to get out and vote for their hand-selected puppets, but more and 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 her boyfriend the uh the, the football player is out there you know doing commercials for Pfizer telling you to go get jabbed up make sure you're on your 7th or 8th booster not medical advice but you know make sure you have as many of those in your body as you possibly can but further i think what they're trying to do is use her and exploit her her persona as much as they can culturally and use it to their advantage and now this big story came out I don't know if you heard, Nick, but apparently they used artificial intelligence to generate uh, fake pornographic images of Taylor Swift, which, uh, thank God, I have not seen, and uh, nor do I want to see it. But uh, apparently this is a, uh, a crossing of the Rubicon for some because, this, you know, Taylor Swift has been painted into this picture and figure of being this, I don't know what you call it. Like I said, high priest, this is the best way I could describe it, uh, of society and culture. And because that's what people do is worship other people instead of God, which is an affront to God, which he will take and have his judgment against eventually. Uh, but I, I see what they're doing, and it's funny how this is all lining up. We're about to have these big hearings in front of Congress where uh, tech, big tech companies are going to be coming in to discuss uh, kind of the disruptive force that is AI and, and where the future of, of big tech is heading. Uh, and I And I just... Imagine that it's not quite a coincidence that this kind of thing is happening right now, given that it can be used so easily to start. I mean, we all know what they want to do. They want to break the Internet down into a, a stronger control matrix where you cannot, you know, essentially use it anonymously. They've said that all, but they've essentially come out and said it. Nikki Haley came out and said it not too long ago. Nick, I don't know where to even take this thought because it is truly a brave new world right it is it is and uh, i'd like to you know remind everybody that when hollywood was started 
It was started by a Jewish family from Russian ghettos that came to the United States, and they were trying to get into the movie industry on the East Coast, but they were denied the ability to do so. So they decided to plant their roots over in California and start up the first uh, Jewish-run studios. I think uh, you would recognize many of them. And uh, that's why you saw a lot of people, even up to this day, that are Jewish that are in the movies uh, and in entertainment, uh, or at least they they may not be practicing Jewish, but, um, you know, based upon their mother, uh, uh, they they are still considered Jewish if their mother is Jewish uh, type thing. And uh, so they, I want to remind everybody also that the Hollywood is based upon the name or for the holly tree and the holly tree was used by the druids to make magic wands to cast spells and not only that um a lot of it is obviously based on idolatry and a lot of it is you know when you talk about breaking down the terminology of just what we consume you know why do they call it tv programming well because you are being programmed. You are the one who is being programmed to think and act a certain way based on what they normalize and and portray as acceptable behavior, which is then broadcast out. And then if you look at, you know, television, people say it's, you know, tell a vision to tell people or to give them a vision of what they should think or do. Um, And it's all part of a programming. You know who would be great to have on to go down this rabbit hole with is uh, James Martinez, right, Nick? Yes, absolutely. He knows this stuff forwards and backwards. It would be interesting to have that conversation. You know who I was thinking of when you said that? uh, And I'm trying to find the clip, but I don't know if I'll be able to find it. It was uh, Andrew Breitbart who said that Hollywood – he he basically described exactly what uh, you said, and let me see if I can find. I want to see if I can find this clip of Andrew Breitbart. I think this might be it. I'll give it a shot. Uh, here, uh, let's listen to this clip. It's it's a short one, but it's Andrew Breitbart from 2009 talking about uh, Hollywood and how it's anti-American. Listen to this. There is such a limitation of the point of view that comes out of Hollywood, uh, especially on on political movies Mm -hmm. uh, these days. But even movies like Wolverine that's out right now. uh, I haven't seen it yet, but my teenage boys came home. Right. There's an anti... The bad guy in the movie is a repressed military guy who has a, a who, who in one subliminal scene has a, a little cross on, you know, his his lapel, and Hall- or the James Bond. This uh, what's his name? Daniel Craig, the nude Bond. Yeah, the second Bond movie, which I rented the other evening. The bad guy. It's unbelievable. Right. Well, it's the non-stop. Americans are trying to take over. There, Bolivia. there are two. Look, you cannot get a film produced now that has. Uh, Islamist terrorists. Um, you can get movies produced. In fact, you see them all over the place in which people of traditional values or uh, corporations, American corporations, are the, are the bad guys. And I know people within the system who tell me how th- this plays out. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I've been able to find out over the last 10 years is more money now um, comes from. Uh, uh, foreign box office, 65% uh, to 35%. That wasn't always the case. You make most of your money on your right. foreign so, releases. Right, so you're, you're catering to the foreign audience. And so 
we may have, you know, uh, an invested, uh, at, you know, we may have an investment against uh, radical Islam, but the rest of the world wants to kind of keep at bay and doesn't want to take them on, doesn't want to foment rage against that, that community. I think, you know, it's funny. That's from 2009, and if only Andrew Breitbart were still around to see what's happened since then and how off the rails it's it's become. Um, that is essentially what we're facing in Hollywood. Now, that's not the clip I was thinking of that you were referencing about the Jewish family. He does talk about the, the fact that Hollywood was started by some, um, I want to say, I think he says they're Bolshevik Jews who came. That's right. And, and they came from Russia. And they were the yes. ones who settled in Hollywood, and they were the ones who actually, uh, like you said, they were they were ostracized from the East Coast film industry, and then they landed in Hollywood. And they actually set the goal of Hollywood essentially as being uh, a disruptive force that would help further the cause of, uh, you know, communism in the United States, right? Yes, Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and don't forget that the Bolshevik Revolution was actually uh, put forth by United States banking interests. The United States paid for um, the elements that came together, and it actually got stopped before they were going to leave. They had a, a train load of gold, and the president uh, called, I think it was in Canada, where they're trying to get out of, with a train load of gold to fund the communist revolution over there, and they got caught. And then they got a call from our president at the time, and then they were allowed to pass. They went to uh, Europe, and they met up with their other people that have been placed there uh, at a time. And uh, we had some in the, in the United States and New York as well. Um, but they all got together. Then uh, the uh, German Gestapo was, uh, head was a Rothschild um, banker. He got put in charge of the secret police with the with the uh, uh, German secret police at that time. And then that guy actually helped them get smuggled on a train into Russia. Yeah, that whole that would be a great dive for us to do here on the show, that that historical, I, I've, I've studied it and researched it, how it all went down. And it, it's, a, it's a fairly insane tale. You know, who uh, told a, a portion of that story so well was Tucker Carlson recently, uh, recounting some of the historical facts around it. One of the things he noted was that when the Bolsheviks took over Russia, it was a, a sight to be seen. Um, there was a story of a, a Russian general, I believe, who had been serving uh, abroad uh, in behalf of the Russian military, and he had uh, he had been away while this Bolshevik revolution had started to gain traction throughout the country. And he remembers that, uh, or he recounts as a part of one of his stories that he had uh, returned to Russia, and he had uh, the first thing he found when he returned home was that the military had basically began uh, raping and looting and pillaging while in uniform throughout these cities in Russia, and just it had taken full control, and it was essentially uh, lawlessness. And so the first thing he did when he noticed this is he walked through the city, and as the soldiers were doing all these things, he popped his head into a movie theater, which ties back to Hollywood and how the cultural masses were and are being brainwashed. So, and that there were pe the movie theater was full of people just completely oblivious to what was happening outside, just sitting in the air conditioning watching this film and being completely uh, inundated by it. 
And then uh, the story goes, as, as Tucker told it, which this was a, a text, I believe, that was in Russian originally and had only recently been transcribed into English. Uh, but the story goes that this general was appalled and he, he thought, this is really dangerous. I have to go warn the, uh, I think it was the, the czar at the time, the uh, thing Nicholas, if I'm not mistaken. So he gets on a train and he goes to, I believe, wherever the, the royal palace was that time, I think Moscow. And he goes to see the royal family and he gets in. And, and as he walks in the building, he's walking through the courts or the halls of the courts of the, the, the king. And he realizes that, you know, it's full of all these socialites and all these decadent um, bourgeoisie aristocrats. And that there was this, this uh, pin you could wear. It was a, a ribbon that you could wear that's, that signaled your support of the Bolsheviks and what they had been doing, right, in, in waging this this effort to basically get rid of the royal family and to have this egalitarian communist system and all of these things. And he noticed as he's walking through the courts that everyone in the court of the, the king is wearing these, these ribbons in solidarity with the Bolshevik movement. And at that point, he realized it was too late. And of course, we all know what happened after that. The royal family was deposed, overthrown, and communists took over, and the Bolsheviks were able to do it. But what Tucker compared that to in, in modern terms, which I thought was very fascinating, was what we've seen with Antifa and BLM and, and the pride flag and all of this other stuff is that these people are supporting the system which will ultimately construct their, their ultimate demise, and I think that's what it, – it just shocks me that, that we live in this society where, you know, we have Taylor – like, if you're taking your political cues from a person like Taylor Swift, then I don't think you should be able to vote. I, I really don't. And and I mean, that you could say whatever you want, say, oh, you're a fascist. It's like, no, you're a moron. Like, th this is dangerous. Th th having people have a say in this society who have so – utterly and completely been broken down and psychologically manipulated and, and turned into these brain-dead zombies who have no ability to make decisions without being told what to do by outside forces who obviously are just manipulating them and using them. That's going to be the destruction of this country, just like we saw. It's, it's not... The thing is, people go, oh, well, that could never happen. America is is great, and it's going to be great forever. And it's like, well, it won't be if we let the communists and the Bolsheviks and all these other forces, the demonic, satanic, evil things, come in and overtake what society we created. Nick, I'm sorry. I get on a little bit of a rant with this, but I think it's it's history doesn't repeat, but it certainly rhymes, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's all interconnected. You know, as we, we've already established uh, pretty well, and I want to make I'll make sure I point out something that the Tsar of Russia was offering material support to the United States uh, against uh, within a couple of wars, and one of the Rothschild heads at the time, I think it was Mayor Amschild Rothschild, he vowed to uh, basically take out the Russian Tsar. Uh, because of his activities that were thwarting his plans. And it was difficult for them because they, they couldn't get invade Russia during the wintertime. They tried twice with that one. It didn't work. Um, but uh, he vowed that he would eventually get them, and he did with the Bolshevik Revolution and killed them. And get this, 
some of their wealth, not all of it, some of their wealth that was in banks um, was then kept by those banks because they did not have an heir to give the money to. Wow. Just another example of the Rothschilds, uh, usurpation of power and uh, money. It's, it's rather incredible how we've gotten to where we are today. We're going to talk about that and much more when we come back. Uh, everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. Hello, everybody in Northern Colorado. You're all looking good. I knew you would. <laughs> Keep listening to AM 1360, the roar of the Rockies, the best station ever. Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen, to the lotion, to the salve, to the retinol cream, to the tinctures, to the cocoa, to the coffee, to the tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360KHNC.com shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. This is Rick Rodriguez, host of The Present Truth, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. Topics, American World Hegemony, the New World Order, Secret Societies, One World Religion, Weather Warfare, International Wars, Transhumanism. Join me, 1360 KHNC. Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. And Nick, you know, I could go down this this rabbit hole. I mean, Biden's already got an anti-Trump battle plan being reported on the New York Times that's going to be utilizing Taylor Swift. Uh, you already have courses being taught at Harvard University about Taylor Swift. And we can keep going about how, you know, Hollywood and the media and culture is being completely hijacked by these uh, stars, as it were, but that led us down a different rabbit hole that uh, I'm not sure we want to get all the way into here today, since we only got a few more segments left. So, before we do that, Nick, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up today? I, I only have one more story for us to cover, and that's uh, what's going on with Trump and this uh, crazy woman. But we can get into that in a second because that's a crazy story. But is there anything you wanted to, to throw out there for the audience today? Oh, sorry. Let um, me <laughs> start again. I, I didn't have your mic on. Go ahead. No worries. I, so I saw something from posted by Jack Posobiec, and I wanted to find out if anybody knows if that, he's just joking around or not, but allegedly from uh, com that he has uh, some ancient artifacts from that were lent to him in 2019 by Israel, and 
there's a picture of James O'Keefe next to some sort of, it looked like the Ark of the Covenant from Indiana Jones. I thought that was interesting. Uh, that was a wild, I don't know. a wild story. Well, here's what I've heard so far. The, the story about the artifacts, I think, is true, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, as far as that being the Ark of the Covenant, Laura Loomer, of all people, came out and said that she was actually there when that piece was brought to Mar-a-Lago and that it was made by a, a local artist who used six pounds of gold uh, literally to make the Ark of the Covenant, uh, Ark of the Covenant, a replica, which was essentially being um, the centerpiece for this. I don't know. She said it was a, a summit or a, a conference or a meeting or whatever you would call that to oh, discuss cool. like Israeli something or other. I, I don't remember the exact context. I have to look up. I saw that online though. I thought that was interesting. I'll, I'll look it up, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't sure. think that's the actual Ark of the Covenant. Although that, I mean, talk about that. You want to live in crazy times, right? <laughs> we have, have uh, <laughs> Trump with the Ark of the Covenant down in uh, <laughs> down in Mar-a-Lago. I'll, I'll try to pull it up here. I have I have it right in front of me. I'll get it up. Shoot, that would be fitting in today's environment to be. Yeah, I mean, you look at all this stuff, and it and it really does. <laughs> It wouldn't be surprising, I guess, at this point. But anyway, uh, let's talk briefly, and I'll, as I try to look this up, let's talk a little bit about this story that came out over uh, the weekend on Friday. Judge ruling in favor of E. John Carroll, the woman who was not raped by Trump, and then when Trump called her a psychopath uh, and, and other things, she ended up suing him for defamation, which... The judge has now ruled uh, was justified to the extent that she received $83.3 million in punitive damages as a part of the ruling from the jury and the judge there in that case. And just to be clear here, I want to I put this out there. So Laura Loomer said that the Ark was made by a supporter and that it was unveiled at a private dinner at Mar-a-Lago with about 20 people. She was there. And the topics of the the dinner was spiritual warfare and Judaism, so I guess that's that's what that is. But um, yeah, so th this judge who's got obvious conflicts of interest, which I'll talk about in a second here, just ruled it with the jury in favor of. Actually, I don't know. Did this even have a jury? Some of these suits against Trump, they don't even have juries in. But it was a civil suit that essentially claimed that, that Trump had uh, defamed John Carell by pointing out that she lied about him raping her, which is the craziest thing. You know, Nick, I said, this is what I said about the whole thing. I said, how wild is it? I mean, how unbelievable is it where you have a situation like this? Where Could you imagine being accused of rape, then being found not guilty of that charge, but then being sued by the fake victim because you pointed out that they were a psychopath. How did, how is this even remotely possible, Nick? I'll tell you how too. I have the I have the, the I have the sauce here on the judge and his connections, but but what do you think? Uh, well, um, you know, frivolous lawsuits you've got I'm pretty sure that O.J. Simpson was found guilty in a civil court versus criminal court of uh, 
being behind uh, the deaths of his ex-wife, and I'm pretty sure was it him that paid uh, in a civil suit, but in criminal court he was not found guilty. And uh, that also happened whenever E. Howard Hunt uh, faced a civil suit and was found guilty of being a part of uh, killing JFK, at least on the team that did it, uh, but he wasn't criminally charged. Well, I have an idea of how this ruling was brought about and why the judge allowed it to happen, even though it's to me, it's wild that this is even where we're at. But what's fascinating to me is that the judge, the Manhattan federal judge named Lewis Kaplan. So here's some interesting facts about the Manhattan judge, Lewis Kaplan. A, Lewis Kaplan oversaw the case involving, I believe it was Jeffrey Epstein, right? That led to his, I believe it was what led to his ultimate detention in federal custody. And I need to be fact-checked on that because I'm, I'm going off memory with that one. But B, there's more interesting things that we should look at beyond that. Um, is that not only is he connected to Epstein through one of the cases that was uh, brought against him, but even further, Judge Kaplan was also a mentor to Roberta Kaplan. And if you don't know who Roberta Kaplan is, she is E. John Carroll's lawyer. So the judge in the case was the mentor and worked directly with the lawyer for Jean Carroll. Apparently, Judge Kaplan and Roberta Kaplan were employed at Paul Weiss, Rifkin, Wharton, and Garrison in the early 1990s. Uh, Judge Kaplan served as a partner until his appointment to the federal bench in 1994, Clinton, while Roberta Kaplan worked there until 2016 before founding her own firm, Kaplan, Hecker, and Fink. And this is all being reported out of the New York Post, so you can fact check it, but that is the truth. And it is, to me, no coincidence that these people all run in these small circles, and thats I'm not even saying that that's uh, indication of anything other than when you have the same judge, and I want to be clear, I, I have to look and see exactly what case uh, this was referring to, but I'm pretty sure it was the, the, the final case for Epstein uh, was the one overseen by this judge, and now obviously Trump being pulled in the same court with the same judge. It shows you that, that there are forces out there, I think, that have target hairs set on Trump, and they're trying to take him down financially and take out his ability to, to, you know, operate a campaign. I mean, $83 million may be a lot to you and me. Maybe it's not as much to Donald Trump. And of course, this is going to get appealed. However, if you just think of this one case in its singular, in its singularity and the t- amount of time and effort that it's taken away, and then, you know, compound that with all the other jurisdictional cases against Trump, I mean, the strategy seems pretty clear, right? It's lawfare, right, Nick? Yes, indeed. And I've got the sauce on uh, Judge Kaplan, and I can read through it real quick and and, uh, the detailed connection of how he was involved with the Epstein. Yeah, Uh, go go ahead. I want want clarification. Go ahead. This is from cbc.ca news. Uh, I believe in Canada, right? So it says a woman who has sued Prince Andrew for sexual abuse agreed in 2009, uh, a 2009 settlement with Jeffrey Epstein to restrictions on her ability to sue others, language that could potentially impact whether a lawsuit uh, against the Prince goes forward. 
The settlement was made public on Monday as part of Virginia Guffrey's 2021 civil lawsuit against Andrew, whom she accuses of forcing her to have sex two decades ago when she was 17. Andrew uh. has denied the accusation and, and that Guffrey's 2009 deal with Epstein shields him from liability. So the deal mm. also provided Guffrey, also known as Virginia Roberts, to pay $500,000 in uh, U.S. dollars. And then uh, now it's up to the district judge, Lewis Kaplan, to decide whether the clause in 2009 settlement shielding others from liability blocks Guffrey from suing Andrew. So it's, it was Prince Andrew. I knew it was that. Okay, I knew it was Epstein-related. So when we come back, we'll, we'll tie that up. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. You've probably been hearing me talk about Y-Refi for a while now. Y-Refi has been getting a ton of phone calls, and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. Tune in to Swamp Fight Wednesday at 5 p.m. when I'll be joined by the MyPillow guy himself, Mike Lindell. That's Wednesday at 5 p.m. right here on AM 1360. offensive has been swift, callous, and brutal. It's barbaric. Putin's illegal occupation of Kyiv and the impending ground operation in Iran has created a two-front national security crisis that requires more troops than the volunteer military can supply. I have received guidance from General Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, that the recommended way forward will be to invoke the Selective Service Act, as is my authority as president. The first to be called in a sequence determined by national lottery will be men and women whose 20th birthday falls during calendar year 2023. Remember, you're not sending your sons and daughters to war. You're sending them to freedom. God bless our troops and God bless Ukraine. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. What you just heard, although it was not real, 
and it was generated by artificial intelligence, is a pre preview or a glimpse into the future that I see coming. And as we wrap this up, Nick, I, I kind of want to circle all the way back, as Jen Sakai would say, to the beginning where we talked about what was happening uh, with you know this escalation of conflict. How likely do you see a future where before we get to the next election – they get so desperate that they do something like uh, invoke the Selective Service Act and continue to use some sort of false flag as a pretext for war. Well, they're running out of options, and they do have some assets where they could do that still, and uh, you know, make it blame it on another country. Um, uh, but outside of that, I don't think that there's actually going to be a real conflict, and the other countries are going to keep level heads about it and they know that all they have to do is wait until the deep state is defeated i think you're right i think that anybody who really wants to buy in all this uh I, th these ideas may be you know grasping at straws as they say but also would you put i wouldn't put it past these people because sometimes i think to myself nick and maybe i'm not the only one if i had went back in a time machine to 2019 and tried to explain to myself at that time what was about to happen in 2020 with COVID and the lockdowns and the masking and the vaccines and the, you know, complete and total um, destruction of individual liberty beyond uh, any point which I had ever seen in my in my life. Uh, I don't think I would have believed myself. Now, maybe because I'm a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist there's a high probability i may have taken my my future self very seriously and, and believed them but i think for most people they would it would have been unbelievable and i feel like that's where we're headed historically it seems as though we are coming at coming to a precipice where once we cross this threshold into a new um just a, a, a new era that it's going to be, you know, people are going to long for the days like these where we had peace and stability to uh, enough of a degree where we, we live comfortably without fear of, you know, uh, whatever the next major conflict or disease or whatever may be. What what do you think? Do you think we're, we're, we're on the precipice to crossing a threshold into to a darker time, or do you think we're on the precipice crossing a threshold into... Uh, more prosperity and stability. Well, the whole entire uh, Operation Warp Speed was supposed to be for the faster development of vaccines. They're going to last 10 years and then to completely destroy, they're going to keep it locked down for 10 years until at the regular uh, path for vaccine approval is about 10, 10 years. They were going to make it that long where the economy is completely destroyed um, and uh, you know, by then, communism will be ready. So warp speed was an opportunity for them to do the right thing. They chose to do the wrong thing, um, and they're going to pay for that. However, it stopped also their their long-term uh, plan for 2030. I do want to bring up, I know you said you wouldn't picture that, but in 2009, on Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura, there was a, a doctor named Rima Labo who treated multiple heads of state discussing how she and her, her husband was in charge of special forces 
um, and, and appreciate the general. And she learned of a NATO plan or UN plan, forgive me, to release a virus as a trigger for depopulation through vaccine and other things. So Alex Jones, I'm pretty sure, linked this woman up with the show. Uh, and, you know, Alex Jones is batting a thousand, man. I don't know how he did it, but, um, you know, I sometimes I would think, man, he's really off the deep end on some of that stuff, but it, everything seems to be coming true from that guy. I've played that clip here on the show. It's from Jesse Ventura's uh, short-lived conspiracy television show on, I think it was True TV or Court TV, whatever it was at that time. Fascinating to watch and hear uh, the way that they describe it. And I personally think that, you know, warp speed is a strange one to me because wasn't that a military operation, Nick? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the people that put together the, the bill for that were actually uh, intelligence people. A lot of people don't know that, but uh, they so, – so to me, the idea that Warp Speed was put together – um, was basically just the funding to come up with a, a vaccine faster. And then the, it was given to the companies, and they all chose to use the spike protein mRNA versus a regular vaccine, which would uh, allegedly, you know, actually, you know, some of them, they're not exactly effective. It's like 10% of the most um, efficacy, and some of, most of them actually. Um, uh, a, so little, a, little, really work. a little black pill here that I've heard people say, I don't know if it's true. I doubt it, but I leave, I leave open the realm of possibility to all things, you know, in due time and they can come true. The idea that, well, what if they're, they're all, there's our ben, ben, uh, they're benevolent, right? They want to put us out of our misery before the world, you know, suffers this massive cataclysmic ELE extinction level event with the uh, magnetic pole reversal or something to that effect. Uh, maybe they're just trying to, to, you know, give us an easy way out. I don't know. That's so dark. I don't know. I don't want to go there. Hey, that's not out of the realm of possibility. That's for sure. Um, you I never know, but uh, there's, yeah. always, there's actually a plan for it. You know, contingency. I'll tell you what, my contingency plan is I'm up in the Colorado Rocky Mountains, so if those big uh, backslush tsunamis come, I, at least I have a chance, right? So that's where I'm, where, where I'm hedging my bet. I'll be uh, looking for Bezos' bunker up here when all's said and done. Everybody stay tuned, though. We're going to come back and give you a little bit of hope and inspiration, kind of uh, do a, a turnaround from that. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Justin Forum Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Yes, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Let us help. Listen to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Saturdays at 11, right here on AM 1360. You are listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies. 
J-Day's Appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on Main Street, not Wall Street. We offer top brands at great prices, service, and parts to help you keep your current appliances running. So think outside of the big box and think independent and save at J-Day's Appliance. Located at 132 East 7th Street in Loveland, Colorado. Or give us a call at 970-669-1357. You can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com. That's the letter J, daysappliance.com. Back Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. You know, in our final segment, we do our God's Grace is Greater segment. We talk about scripture. We leave you with a little bit of hope and encouragement to take with you today and uh, get you ready and your mind in the right place to go out and face whatever you're going to be facing, uh, good or bad. Uh, but I want to say before that, though, we had one more texture text in from the 505, our friends down in New Mexico, saying, the photo of the Ark of the Covenant, appear, uh, Ark of the Covenant appears to be cut and paste of James O'Keefe to place him there, a close look reveals the evidence. So uh, the the picture with James O'Keefe next to it, I guess, may not be real, but I, I'm pretty sure the, the piece itself is real and, and is at Mar-a-Lago. So uh, with that being said, though, Nick, any final thoughts for our audience? Anything you want to leave them with uh, before we get into our final segment? Um, you know, oh, uh, one last thing. So with the UN, okay, uh, the State Department just pulled out with giving them money because some people involved with the UN actually orchestrated attacks in Israel. So we just defunded the UN so they can say hands off whenever something happens in, inside the wire here at the United States from that. And I want to point out that Alex Jones and that lady said that under the UN, they would try to implement this and the who is under the UN. So therefore they were correct about that. Yeah. Put that in the Alex Jones was right jar. Got a big fund growing over there. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there is some uh, cool stuff we have planned for the rest of this week. Everybody, everybody wants to, everybody, you're going to want to stay tuned for me and Nick to keep diving down the rabbit holes and getting you the information you need. Uh, thank you to everybody who texted in and, and everybody who's listening. All of your contributions really make a big difference. We appreciate it. But without further ado, we do our God's Grace is Greater segment at the end of every uh, show here and today is no different we're in the book of psalms psalm 35 to be specific and i'm going to read the first 10 uh verses from psalm 35 and then uh, it talks about a prayer for victory how appropriate right nick it says oppose my opponents lord fight those who fight me take your shields large and small and come to my aid draw the spear and javelin against my pursuers and assure me i am your deliverance let those who seek to kill me be disgraced and humiliated. Let those who plan to harm me be turned back and ashamed. Let them be like chaff in the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. They hide their net 
for me without cause. They dug a pit for me without cause. Let ruin come on him unexpectedly and let the net that hid that he hid ensnare him. Let him fall into it to his ruin. Then I will rejoice in the Lord. I will delight in his deliverance. My very bones will say, Lord, who is like you? Rescuing the poor from one too strong for him, the poor or needy from one who robs him. Now, I love those verses because they do speak directly, I think, to what we're facing, which is a great evil. Our enemies surely are coming and, and coming against us. However, we have victory through the Lord. And I want you guys to take that with you today, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing. The victory has already been won. The battle's been fought and we have prevailed. Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we may have eternal salvation. If you haven't accepted him in your heart as your savior, now's your opportunity. I want you to do this. Say a prayer, open your heart, repent of your sin, call on the name of the Lord, allow him to show you a way that is greater than anything you may have ever known. And if you already accepted him as your Lord and Savior, take these words with you today and remember our victory has already been delivered and that those who seek to ensnare us with their traps, they themselves will fall by the wayside as the Lord makes the path to victory clear and forges a way that we can follow. So everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you to our co-host, Nick No. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. So you're going to want to stay tuned and tune in for that. More great programming to come here on 1360 KHNC. And with that being said, I want to say thank you to everybody out there listening. Thanks to Nick. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Until then, Godspeed and God bless each and every one of you patriots. Jesus is just-